Hey, Mike, what are you doing way up on that ladder? You're going to hurt yourself. Oh, I'm trying to unclog these gutters. That's smart. I had water damage from my gutters last year. It cost me ten grand. Yeah, wait, $10,000? Yeah, and from over here, it looks like water's been pouring over your clogged gutters. And it's probably doing real damage to your foundation. You need to do what I did. Get off the ladder and call Leaf Filter. Yeah, but I need to get these gutters flowing now. That's why you need to call Leaf Filter. They'll clean and realign your gutters and install their exclusive micro-mesh screen system so nothing gets in your gutters except water. So Leaf Filter protects my house from damage and means no more gutter cleaning for me? Bingo! Plus, Leaf Filter has an industry-leading lifetime warranty, so your gutters are covered for life. Thanks, Frank. I'm calling Leaf Filter today. Don't go another day with your home unprotected. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com for your free gutter inspection. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com right now for an extra 15% savings. Call 1-844-300-LEAF or go to tryleaffilter.com. That's 1-844-300-LEAF. Leaf. What's up, play? Hey there, this is Jim, the car's... Oh, this is Jim, the keys bartender. I was talking to Alexa when I was starting. Sorry about that. Let me stop the music here. My music. Yeah. Alexa, turn down the music. Okay. I was playing before I started the show. Hi, f- folks. This is Jim the Keys bartender. Um, I was playing light classical. And it started playing this sad, sad violin music. And I just came back from the gym. I had went to the, the store and all that stuff. And I had cooked up a... I cooked up a steak. It was on sale. I just went and looked at it. Steak was on sale. Yeah, I had steak, steak for breakfast at eleven o'clock. But just for some protein and some chocolate chip cookies. What a horrible, horrible diet. You know, should have ate some vegetables. But I'm listening while I'm eating the steak. I'm looking at the steak. It's good, and it's a, a bone-in ribeye let's say, and I'm looking at the bone and the sad violin music's playing. And all I could think about was uh, how much I missed my dog because my dog, I used to save the bone for Roxy. Now I'm getting all kind of, um, you know, verklempt about it. And um, yeah, I miss, I miss, I was thinking about how she would be pawing at me while I'm eating it. I'm not going to talk about it anymore. But the first thing that happened when I went into work, I found out one of our regulars had passed away and it was an older gentleman, Bob. His name was Bob. And uh, what a sweet guy he was. What a sweet guy. He liked reading the newspapers. He rarely drank, uh, but he would come in for you know, an appetizer, either a diet soda or unsweet tea. And we talk, and he was all about current events and stuff like that. And he was also all about any trivia about North Carolina and uh, Duke. I think it was Duke or University of North Carolina, one of his two. But uh, he'd always ask you a question about North Carolina and stuff like that. Just like a friend of mine from Wisconsin, he comes in and always asks uh, questions. He, he knows trivia about Wisconsin, and he 
knew I was from Philly and we'd always read up on Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles. Hold on one moment. Alexa, drop the volume. There we go. Alexa, reduce the volume. So I went to Island Music. Yep. And I figure, wow, I should, why do I have classical music playing on the background when I'm doing a podcast? Well, that is that story. So when I came into work, we heard about Bob and how he uh, was, you know, no one saw him for a couple of days. So one of, uh, one of our local bartenders, Larry, who works at the Caribbean Club, he's an institution here, Larry, he, he went over to the house and he found the person deceased. Not to be depressed, I'm not trying to be depressing, but when you find something like that out, when, you're going, when you first come into work, it's kind of... It's it's sad. If you're a normal person, you would find that sad. A normal, yeah, normal people grieve unless you didn't necessarily like the person. I always feel bitter regret when someone passes away, even people I don't particularly am fond of because, you know, you never had an opportunity to bury the hatchet with them. Even if it may appear as if the other person is always the offender, but I I always feel, you know, sentimental about people passing even loosely and stuff like that so uh but i try to remember right away you know i try to go into it you know my service i explained this to people when i had to put my dog to sleep and i had to go back to work i mean i didn't have to go back to work but i had to go back to work i felt i had to go back to work because i didn't want to go and sit home and think about it I don't know if it was a closer, someone closer I don't even like to think about. I don't know if I feel things more deeply as I get older or not, but I try to put it into perspective. So I'm not trying to be depressing here, but we can always come out of it when we see it's like those cloudy days you have. There's a cloudy day. What's the nice thing you appreciate after a cloudy day? Seeing the sun. Seeing the sun, Right? So it's all part of life, the circle of life. It's beautiful here in the Keys. It's in the, uh, I guess, mid-70s. We expected to get to 80 maybe today, if maybe. But it's just a gorgeous day. And I try not to, you know, when you think about people who have passed, people and pets who have pat, passed, think of the good things about them and feel fortunate that you've known them. You know what I mean? Think about how many times you laughed and how many, how much good times you had with them. I mean, that's the way to do it. Don't concentrate on the separation. Concentrate on the good memories. And that's just a word of advice for me, the Keys bartender. Last night, I had some locals, some friends, uh, locals. They're seasonal locals, snowbirds, some people call them. They're, uh, they live in Canada most of the year, and then they came back. In town, I love these people. They come in, and they like they like. Uh, normally, they eat oysters or chicken wings and things like that. But they they like their martinis and wine. You know, they start out with one martini and then they switch to wine. Nice, nice, nice people, and it's always good to see them. And one lady came in with them, and she ordered a cosmopolitan. And I said, oh, can you, will you make me one? And I said, I'll make you whatever you want. You tell me. 
Why wouldn't I make it for you? So I made it for her. And then she went on and on how much she enjoyed my Cosmopolitan. Because all she said, not too sweet. And I said, do you like a little sour to it? And she goes, well, what's going to make it sour? And I said, oh, I add a little extra lime juice and a little less simple syrup. She goes, oh, that's, that's good. She goes, oh, thank you. And I said, well, you know, when you say that, that's that's it's it's good for me too because as a bartender when someone tells you I want an extra dry martini that means they want less vermouth you can if they're not there you can not put the dry vermouth in the martini because everyone says a martini is not a martini it's just an up vodka or gin if you don't put the vermouth in it and the olives and well I I would argue that the olives make the martini, the garnish, because uh, a Gibson is pearl onions. And uh, because people that want it really, really, really dried really don't want to taste any of that vermouth. Some people just want a little splash in their glass of vermouth and then you swirl it around and you dump it out. Some people say, just bring it bottle close to the glass. All those things work and we could do that. But that lady went on and on how much she enjoyed the Cosmopolitan. And I started looking around. I said, are you, are you prompting me for something? Something's going to happen after this? Are you fluffing me? Because that was like bartender porn. When people tell you how good your drinks are. And you go, wait a second. I just added like one, two, three, four ingredients. Didn't put in a fifth one, which was the simple syrup. I used to use Rose's lime juice on my... Gimlets and my Cosmopolitan. She always put a little the Rose's lime juice in it. And it was good. It was good for you. The nice thing about Rose's lime juice is people are used to it a lot of times. But I use fresh lime juice. And it does. It does change the, significantly change its taste profile of a drink. So you may want to explain that to people and so they can appreciate it more. Because they could be used to something else. And I'm not saying Rose's lime juice or the other lime juices aren't good. It's just a lot of sugar in it. And some people don't want sugar. Just the way it is. And there's sugar in cranberry juice and stuff like that. But you're not supposed to use that much cranberry juice either. But that's the bartending tip of the day for you uh, mixologists out there. I'd like to go into the thing we've been doing a lot some of you listeners and i do appreciate a lot i appreciate all you listeners first i appreciate everyone that listens to this show wherever you're from wherever you're from and i apologize if i don't mention it but recently i put out calls and i'm going to still put out those calls through the new year because it's going to take like a uh, probably a couple weeks a couple months to sustained downloads additional downloads to get the rankings up on this show. And the more rankings, the more exposure. And the more exposure, there's more incidental listeners. People that randomly come by. Keys bartender, let me listen to this and see what this asshole has to say. Right? And then some people say, well, Jesus Christ, he's kind of depressing sometimes. He, he's not fucking funny. It's supposed to be comedy. Well, you know, it's all different types of comedy. Right? It's not all the same. Not all slapstick. Not all, I mean, it's not, no sight gags, but that you guys, a certain significant widespread group of people answered the call to the downloads I needed. And I'm going to go and start 
in the order of the amount of downloads, I'm going to go with Miami. Miami. I know. I'm in Key Largo. Miami is 40, 40 miles north from me. Thank you, Miami. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Philadelphia. Thank you very much, Philadelphia. My hometown coming through. Riverton, New Jersey. Riverton, New Jersey. I dated a couple women in Riverton, New Jersey. I don't know if it's one of them, but thank you. Greenville and Knoxville, Tennessee. Thank you for all the downloads. Middle Island, New York. Wow. Thank you, Middle Island, New York. I think that's um, on Long Island. Uh, don't be pissed off. I apologize. I think I did a search for it. And Dalanega, 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 Georgia. And Southampton, Pennsylvania. I do appreciate that. And what that will do, you know, obviously when they see the more downloads, they raise our rankings, raise a view. And people say, well, if you like this, maybe you'll like that. I used to say when they first started recommending me between Tony Robbins and Joe Rogan, the Joe Rogan experiment, I said, oh, this is exactly where I want to be. Well, I'm not a listener to their podcast, but... Tony Robbins is a motivational speaker. Joe Rogan is a comedian. And to be in between those two, I thought was perfect. Now, since I said that when I was being featured in between those two, I think certain things have happened. Certain things have changed. Now, I am not Tony Robbins, though I am a tall fellow. Right? I don't have those giant hands. Those giant hands of him. He's just broad. I don't know how big Tony, Tony Robbins is. He's he's really wide. When I say wide, not wide like a fat guy. Wide like a broad shoulders. So, I mean, hell. I think, I seem to he's probably like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, I'm 6'4". Not as, not as wide. I don't, I don't like saying wide. And Joe Rogan's a little guy. So, you know, it's kind of funny, and they're both kind of fit. I'm in between there, too. And I think I'm a little younger than Tony Robbins. Maybe I'm around the same. Joe Rogan's a couple years younger than me. But uh, besides just being recommended when someone looks at that, I want to be the one that someone comes up and they're listening to something and says, Hey, if you listen to this, maybe you'll like the Keys Bartender Show. Right? And get a shot. I just want to get a shot. Give me a shot, coach. Let me go in. Just like, remember Rudy? Rudy, he played for Notre Dame. All he wanted to do was be on the team. Well, all I want to be, all I want to do is be on the team. That's why I asked for those downloads. And I do appreciate that. Put me in, coach. And maybe someday a big uh, podcast that doesn't have a guy that takes ivermectin. That's Joe Rogan. Ivermectin, the uh, horse deworming medication. You know, that's that's funny uh, that I mentioned ivermectin. 
because I don't know if I mentioned in the paper, in our local paper, uh, I did go off on how the priorities are kind of screwed up. But And this isn't political. This is just science. Okay, let's talk science. Who do we have here? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to wait for that person to uh, leave a message. So there's a doctor in town, and he was anti. He was against the vaccine. I guess it was a vac- vaccine because he was against the speed it was developed. Right. So he went to a conference, a conference of other physicians like him. And he's from the Keys. And he goes to the conference. And when he comes back from the conference, he tests positive for COVID, along with at least seven other physicians that went to this conference, anti-vax concert. And he um, was interviewed by the Guardian paper before it made it to the paper here at the Free, uh, the free Press in the Florida Keys. But he was telling... The quote in the article. I have the article here. Let me me read it. I think, wait, maybe it's an old article. Oh, here we go. Anti-vax doctor contracts COVID. Okay, 71. Um, Let me read this to you. Seven anti-vaccine doctors, including Florida Keys physician Dr. Bruce Boros, fell sick after a gathering earlier this month for a Florida summit at which alternative treatments for COVID-19 were discussed. So he was talking to the British newspaper, The Guardian, and, and it was held at the World Equestrian, Equestrian Center in Ocala. And this is what he said. I have been on inter- ivermectin for 16 months, my wife and I. I have never felt healthier in my life. And I've been eating a lot of oats and carrots. No, that's because ivermectin's for horses. Uh, the 71-year-old cardiologist and anti-vaccine advocate contracted COVID-19 two days later, according to the head event organizer, Don, Dr. John Littell. Littell, an Ocala family physician, also told the Daily Beast, an American news website, that six other doctors among the 809, and I would suggest that there's probably more of those because they'd have to report it back. There's probably a ton of them. And the person from the Daily Beast or the Daily, uh, or from, what's the other, Guardian? They, what did they say? This is a funny comment. They said, oh, so you're saying your conference was in this, Littell uh, raised the suggestion, the conference, Littell raised the suggestion that the conference was therefore a super spreader, spreader event but rejected it vehemently, saying no. Okay, that's why he said no. I think they had gotten it from New York or Michigan, wherever they were from. It was really the people who flew in from other places. <laughs> yeah. Everybody so far has responded to treatment without ivermectin. Bruce is doing well. Well, that's not true. At the time of the reporting of this report, Bruce Boros, Dr. Bruce Boros, I hesitate to call you doctor. I know you earned it, but you're taking horse dewormer. So that's the thing. Over a vaccine and the testing on a vaccine is much more thorough than any testing they did on ivermectin and any of the results they had on it and stuff like that. I I don't even know. 
why would you use a, a little used thing in humans that could cause you horrible side effects when you're worried about horrible side effects with the vaccine and the vaccine was tested. And I think Dr. Boros, I know Dr. Boros, his 90-something-year-old father, who said 97-year-old father, got vaccinated with the two jabs. And he said his 97-year-old father, uh, he criticized his, he, uh, Dr. Boros criticized his 97-year-old father for getting a COVID-19 vaccine. Okay, what an asshole. He had been brainwashed, he said. He got it. He didn't tell me. I was very upset. I wanted to give him a spanking. He got both jabs. You're going to spank your 97-year-old father. Because your father had more sense than you. So don't be an asshole, Dr. Boros. I hope you feel better. And stay off the horse medication. That's my prescription to you. Okay. Moving on from there. Another horrible news story up in Michigan, the school shooting, 15-year-old boy. I know it's not comedy and stuff like that, but yesterday I come home. They got they got the picture of the kid that did it now, some 15-year-old. I don't want to say his name because I don't want to, but I, didn't, I don't think he did it for fame. And I'm not going to talk about motivations. I'm not going to talk about the amount of people died. What I am about to say is this happened in Michigan. And my daughter, who goes to school in the Keys, her classmates told her, and a lot of her friends are a year older than her, the girls, they said the kid went to school here in Key Largo and they had the yearbooks with his pictures in it and they, and they said they knew him. And I insisted, I said, is this, you know, when you're talking to a 15, 16-year-old girl and the kids, you know, rumors travel just like people. I mean, they're 50... You know, against better judgment, I have to say this, 15 and 16-year-old kids are people. Uh, somewhat more gullible, if you think about the Tide Pod Challenge, when they used to, the kids were doing that, st- the stupid shit that 15 and 16-year-olds are doing. But if you go on Facebook or whatever, you see TikTok videos, you see lots of people of different ages doing stupid things. Yeah. So this kid... I'm going to I'm going to say most likely did go to school in Key Largo. I'll say that. If I retract it, I'll retract it, you know. But these kids insist that he's in the yearbook. Okay? And then when I mention it to other kids that one of the dishwashers at the catch last night, I asked him, he says, "Well, I I reckon he went to the same school, but he was like a year or two older than him." And he said he did look familiar. That's not a confirmation. I understand that. And then another one who was a year behind him, the owner's daughter, says, I think it's him. But these other girls that, and guys are insisting that he went to Kilo. And it'll come out. It'll come out. But all it does is demonstrate the thing that it could have happened here. It could have happened here. You never think it could happen here. At your place. When you see here, there's rare events. And I talk about it. It does. It could have. It is it is a shot in the dark. And no pun intended. It is a rarity for things to occur. It's just like lightning strikes. Just because someone yesterday got hit by a lightning bolt. Doesn't mean you're going to get hit by a lightning bolt. 
right? But if you stand next to trees in the middle of empty fields, and it's the only tree during a lightning storm, you're raising the likelihood of the possibility of being hit by lightning. It's just, it's weird. It brings the, it brings the tragedy home when you realize if this family decided to stay here, the could, could have, kid could have stayed here. Now, the kid's life could have changed if he stayed here. Maybe he wouldn't have done that. Maybe this stuff, he got the ideas when he was up in Michigan. Not that Michigan really cultivates this. I don't think places are necessarily more or less in the, in the United States. Are like, oh, I guess there are. There's inner cities and all that stuff that are violent. And not because of the people that... Well, yeah, it is because of the, some of the people that are in it. But not because innately who the people are. I think it's more of like economic, environmental factors that go into that. But it really brings it home. So when you think something can't happen to you and then you realize, oh my God. It's like, I'm sure... I'll bring it back to you. Make it a little lighter. How, how do you want to make it a little light? this story a little lighter? Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. This serial killer that was... Uh, got the death sentence. He, they put it to him here in uh, Florida. I think. I think it was Florida. But I'm sure there's women. And I haven't seen all the documentaries and stuff like that. That dated Ted Bundy. That lived. And they thought, wow. What happens after something like that? And I'm not making light of it. It's horrible. What he did was horrible. But does the woman, years later, when they find out I had dated a serial killer who liked to kill young, beautiful women and he was charming and and social, did they think, well... Was I not pretty enough? I mean, it's like the thing of you, you know, if you were an altar boy in the Catholic Church and the priest who you used to serve Mass with gets in trouble for doing something he's not supposed to, the altar boys start, you know, saying, wow, I'm lucky nothing happened to me. Boy. And then years later, the altar boy might say, is there something wrong with me? No. No, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just it's just the opportunity presents itself, I guess, to some people. With, um, how do you say it? Deviant or abnormal behaviors. I mean, you can call them deviant, abnormal. You could call it evil. Whatever. But it doesn't always happen. Okay. Let's on to lighter subjects. We talked about mass murderers and all that stuff and the dog die. Jim, can you get a little more depressing? Yeah, I can get more depressing. Here you go. If you're a guy or a girl, depending on what, there's in couples, rarely do you get couples that they both like doing the same exact thing, every everything. Like they may like paddleboarding, me going paddleboarding, they may like doing this. I mean, that's got to suck. You got to have some privacy. You got to have some interest besides that other person's interest, right? You can't match up perfectly. Shopping. I'm not a big shopper. I mean, I will research. 
I will, it's easier to shop now. If I'm looking for a big purchase item, if I'm looking for a cell phone, I'm looking for a car, I'm looking for health insurance, whatever. I do a little research on that. Now, the place to do the research right now is on the internet. Now, research for shoppers is done in, used to be done in malls, in stores, in shopping centers, department stores, whatever. And, but people that go to the store rarely think, uh, the people that really like to shop really don't have an idea. They want a dress. They want an outfit, but they don't have an idea what the outfit's going to be. And I get it. Women have this, all these different types of clothes. For a guy, I need a dark suit for a wedding. Right? So you got to find one to fit. You may go to a different couple. I've, I've done it where I've gone to three different places to try to get the best fit. Yep. I, I really like to get them fitted. Like, I could have wore for the last... I could have had one of those fitted suits that young guys get. You know what I'm talking about. Those suits. they got these suits and they're, they fit like a glove. Well, when you get older... How can, how can you really wear a suit like that? Because if you're like me, your weight fluctuates. Since I, from the time I was 19 to the time I was 35, I did not fluctuate greatly. It did not get, there wasn't huge leaps in my weight. I mean, there was a gradual gain, but you can just get a suit and you can just, you know, you can go up from there. But after that, when I started working out and stuff like that, there was some... I have, what was it, two years ago, I was 245 and now I'm 216. I mean, that's... That's almost... That's 29 pounds. And it's in the certain areas, you know? There's let you know a lot less area right uh, of of myself. So I mean, but the, I. My point is, if you're not a shopper, like when I go out, I go out for the things I'm thinking. I need a pair of socks. I need underwear. I need a suit. Right? Maybe, maybe a tie. And I may get that done in 45 minutes. Well, this is pre-COVID because you know. I don't really know what it's like to go to a mall. I haven't been in a mall in such a long time. I have been shopping. We did, we did, we did the shopping thing, but during this uh, period when it was pre-COVID, I go with uh, the wife, and I have to, I have to be ready, be ready not to stand there like an idiot. When she goes to, she loves going to uh, Victoria's Secrets. And when you're in your 50s and you're a man in Miami and you're, you have to appreciate the, just the way it looks. If you're standing there, you have no reason to be there other than to be with your wife and you're in the middle of Victoria's Secrets. Yes, the clothes is sexy. Yes, it's nice when you see an attractive woman going through bras and panties. Do you want to be seen looking at a woman who's looking, checking out bra and panties? 
I mean, some guys think that's it. Oh, well, I want to show them that I appreciate it. You know, no. So I try to, I try to avoid those places when they go. I'm go, we're going in Victoria's Secret. It's like I'm going someplace else. I'm looking for a cop, and now there was always like there's certain malls I liked. You know, the higher end malls had the Brookstones. You ever get yeah, a Brookstones? This is more. I don't know if they have them even anymore. Or any technology shop, like the Genius Genius Store, whatever, the Apple Store. That was all right. All right. But the Brookstone, that's all like, God, guy porn, if you think about it. Electronic stuff. It was years ago, it was like Bluetooth speakers, and it was drones, and um, air ionizers, and all I can't even think of some of the stuff they had. All, all, all the gadget stuff. I love that. You're just walking through there. Just gadgetry. You know? Maybe a little robot dog. Now, I don't want to talk about that robot dog right now. It's too, too soon. Too soon to talk about the robot dog. Well... I just remember all those places like that. And it was always like that for me. Whenever I took my, when I first started driving, my father said, now you can take your grandmother to the mall. And my grandmother liked to shop. Even though she didn't didn't always buy anything. She liked to look around. She was looking for an outfit. So I would go to, I would try to find, when I was 16, 17, there was a, there was a lot of arcades still in, in, this was about 40 years ago. So like 1980, 79, there were still arcades in the mall, a lot of malls. I can think they still have them. So I could hang out there. And then I got a little older and then there was Spencer's Gifts. Spencer's Gifts was a place that had, oh Christ, Spencer Gifts. They had the, you know, the whoopee cushions and all the prank things they had black light paintings that you could do there and then all, all all these different things that were just Spencer's gifts. It was funny. It was a gift. You never got a serious... There was a couple things. They may have a lava lamp in there. Great for stoners. Stoners and people that had to get things for people that were retiring that they really needed to get a gag gift for or something like that. All sorts of shit. Like fake dog poop. Yeah, nothing like that when you go up to the thing and it has a fake... Well, I hope, I assume it's fake dog poop. Because human poop would be a little bigger, I guess. Spencer's Gift. And uh, there was another one in, if I had to go downtown, well, speaking of stores, I, there was a magic store in Philadelphia, and I could lose myself in there. That's, these are some of the stores I liked. And then as I got older, when I turned 21, I would go to Mr. Dunderbox. I would take my grandmother and I said, you want to go to the bigger mall? And she goes, well, bigger mall? What? what what's a bigger mall? And I'm thinking, you want to go to Oxford Valley Mall. And they had a Mr. Dunderbox. And Mr. Dunderbox was like a German restaurant in the mall. But they serve beer. You can go and drink. I can go and have a couple beers. And maybe a bratwurst. Not that that was a thing yet. I wanted, I want to go and get a bratwurst and uh, you know, bratwurst sandwich. No. No, I wanted to get the beer, but, you know, they, that happened to be a German menu. And that was the only place you really could get a beer there. And 
that that was always a good place to go. And you know, bars. Obviously, there's bars in in the malls, but I don't drink anymore. So hanging out in a bar would not be, you know, well, why the hell would you go if you sat in a bar and drank while your wife or a significant other is is shopping, right? Because you're not going to drive. Hopefully, you're not going to drive after that, right? Yeah, there's shopping people and there's non-shopping people. And they, I mean, people say, why don't you like, you? I buy all your clothes. Well, I don't like shopping. You buy the clothes that, yes, you. I like the clothes you get for me, yes. But I don't like shopping for clothes. And I get what I need. When I need it, I get it. It's like underwear. I always say to underwear, guys, don't, don't buy, they don't go and say, hey, I need to go and get some new underwear. If you ever seen the movie Million Dollar Baby, Morgan Freeman is working in the boxing gym that Clint Eastwood owns, and he's a boxing trainer. And Morgan Freeman's an old boxer, and he's the caretaker of the gym. And Clint Eastwood walks over to him, and he has his feet up, and he goes, Hey, didn't I give you money to buy socks? And he says, "Nah, I, I, I like these socks. These are whatever something." He, he, he didn't buy. He didn't buy the socks that he gave him money for. So, guys do not like buying clothes. Sometimes some guys are clothes, you know, clothes horses, right? I think that's what they call them, clothes horses. They just have to buy lots of different things, right? And then a lot of guys just get what. The minimum what they need. They have four T-shirts, two pair of jeans, um, some underwear that has a shitload of holes in it. You ever have that? I mean, I've never really had a ton of it. I've had it where in the crotch where it gets worn out and stuff like that. But I would still wear it one more time. I would still wear it one more time and then toss it out. And if I had to, I think I did buy underwear before. It's one of the things. And socks. I always got my, I always got socks. And, you, you know, because always, eventually with socks, I wish they only had one design. You know, short, ankle height socks that are black. But they all have, they have a logo on it or something like that. How am I supposed to match all these things? I don't care that there's a stripe across the toe on a sock. Why do you have patterns on socks that go in the shoes, meaning the part of the sock that's in the shoe. Why do you have patterns? It should just be everything exposed. I mean, it should just be, I just want a black sock. But then you have all these different ones, and then when they get mismatched, you always have an odd one. You're always hoping, and you're always wishing, I'm going to find that other fucking sock. It's not going to disappear. Then it's probably sitting in some sweatpants uh, in your daughter's uh, dresser that she never wears because when you put it in the wa- in washer and dryer, that gets in there and you dry it and it's stuck in there. That's where it is. That's where it is right now. It's never, There's no magic where they disappear. You left it somewhere. It could be in your gym bag. You could leave it at the gym. You could, whatever. But there is the issue you got to... Just make one. I mean, that's the nice thing about countries that don't have selections. They go like, the, the one thing about 
you heard about the old Soviet Union, that when you went to the, the people that left the old Soviet Union said there were uh, there were shortages all the time of consumer items. There was always shortages. But the good thing was there was only one type of toilet paper. You know, so when someone said go and get toilet paper in Moscow in 1974. No, don't go back to 1974. In 1974, someone said Ivan went out because Natasha sent him to get toilet paper. She didn't go and say, I didn't mean that brand. Didn't I tell you to get the eight roll one? He got what he got. And he just said, this is what they had. This is what they had. No argument there. I mean, they could say, well, why didn't you get two of them? <laughs> you know, instead of one. So, that's the shopping thing. And when I shop, and sometimes I always forget something. I always forget something that I get. Even when I write down, even when I write down lists, because I think I could do it without the list. And I'm going down the list, and I skip over something. I don't check it out. I put it on the phone, and whatever. And I had a shopping service for a little while. Well, I'm going to start gradually finishing up here. And I'm going to leave a hint. If there's any of the lady listeners out there, thank you for listening. Thank you for staying with me. But if you really want to know, people used to say, if you want to know how someone is, see how they treat uh, servers. And it's usually women, they say, Watch the guy, how he talks to his server and stuff like that. Well, it works for women, too. It works for women, too. Because we had, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing how rude people can be to someone who's working for them. Or working at a place. You're not really working for them. You're working for the restaurant. And you're, you're, you're there to take care of the restaurant's guest. Yes. Yes. And in the 80s and 90s, it was customers and the, the, there was a philosophy that the customer was always right and all this stuff. Well, that has changed. The customer is not always right. There is a hybrid system now. It's like we have this expectation as a restaurant for, of how you're going to treat people, how you're going to serve it, what kind of food you're going to give to them, what kind of service you're going to deliver. I know that sounded a little redundant. I may repeat it myself. And now... It's come full speed around. It says, listen, but there's also a return thing. We expect people to treat you with a modicum of respect. Right? So don't get all this, I know what's right. I, I, I'll never come back to this. If you're super rude, there's some horrible people out there. And when someone says, I'll never be back to this place, and I tell all my friends, I go, well, how many friends could you possibly have? Is it possible? Is it possible you have any friends? Is it possible? People, I mean, maybe, maybe that could be a selling point. If you're such a horrible person, there are people may say, well, they're not my friends. They're just someone I talk to when I'm at the gym. Or when I see them at church. But we don't like hanging with them because they're so rude to other people. And that person come up say, well, they can say to you and say, hey, listen, I went to this restaurant. And they treated me rudely, blah, 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 blah. And they go, really? 
ruder than you treat everyone else. <laughs> so, well, I got to try this place out. It sounds like these people have balls. Maybe I want to go and eat there. It could have an unintended effect. Yeah, I'm going to tell all my friends. I'm going to put it on Facebook. I'm going to do... Yeah, like how many... When I see a bad review, you see five star, five star, five star, and then you see a zero star. Everyone here was total assholes. I had a friend tell me, a friend, someone, very nice people, and they said, the people in Philadelphia were horrible. They said that. And I said, I'm from Philadelphia. You love me. You love me. And then these other people chime in and says like this, we're not from Philadelphia. We've been in Philadelphia. We had a great time. We had a great time in Philadelphia. And the people were so nice. And I said, that's the thing when you throw a whole blanket thing. Yeah, you could come in and have, you run into two people in a restaurant. You had a person who's a server who's about to quit. And maybe a manager's having a bad day. You may just assume that the whole place is horrible. Don't assume that. you got to give it a couple shots. You don't have to give it a couple shots. You know, Sometimes you only have one one try to get it right, right? The restaurant, you got one one shot. So I'll end it with that. I'd like to thank you again, all those cities, all the people from around the world that listen to the the um, when the past month, forty different countries, uh, thirty six states. Thank you very much for listening. I do appreciate it. And for those of you that have been doing the extra work of downloading extra episodes, thank you. Thank you very much. That really means a lot. Keep it up. If there's new people out there that think they want it, just, it's it's really been helping. It's going to be one of our best months yet. I I want to, um, it will raise, it will raise our visibility. If we keep it up, it'll raise it even quicker. So I guess I'll do this through the rest of December and just kind of lay back on it in uh, January. Keep on doing the shows. I'll keep on doing the shows. And if you have any questions, I do appreciate you doing a lot. But if you have any questions other than the downloads and all that stuff, oh, you could ask about the downloads. You can ask anything. Please send your uh, remarks or questions or comments to jimandkeysbartender.com. Um, lastly, uh, one of my listeners who's from my neck of the woods was talking to someone I knew and they said they were going through some tough times. They want to listen to something upbeat and they listen to the show and he said, I don't want to listen to his shit. It was annoying. He's talking about his stuff and I go, Ugh. and then I started downing myself and I said, oh, I guess I shouldn't talk about my shit. But what else am I going to talk about other than my shit? It's my shit. Do you want me to fake it? Do you want me to fake it when I come out there and just say, hey, listen, everything's great. I'm the same every day. I'm the same every day. I'm not a Stefford husband, a Stefford wife. We can be the same every day. There's, um, what would you call it? There's a lot of latitude that goes into the way people behave and they go up and down. And I'm in a rising, I guess a rising... I'm showing this it's kind of a slope going up. So things are going well. It looks like Christmas is going to go well. And I hope you and your family, I know we're in the midst of Hanukkah, so any of our Hanukkah uh, celebrants, enjoy Hanukkah. I think we're in, we got to be in like the fourth fourth day, fifth day. Hanukkah started, I think it may have started last week. We could be almost at the end of Hanukkah. 
I didn't. I never thought it would start so early. But have a great Hanukkah. Have a great Advent, Christmas, New Year's, whatever. Um, and all the other holidays that you celebrate. If there's a holiday in December for you, some winter holiday, if you don't celebrate anything else. I'm sorry, I wasn't choking. I just, I don't know what was going on. Thank you very much. Have a great day. This is Jim the Keys, bartender, signing out.